Hello and welcome to Ascent's podcast, Exploring Standards. My name is Jess and in this podcast, I will be talking to the experts in the consultancy industry. At Ascent, we pride ourselves on championing international standards. And in each episode of this podcast, I will be talking to expert consultants discussing standards, ISOs, consultancy and everything in between to bring you industry knowledge and updates. My guest in today's podcast is Jonathan Quayle, a project manager from BM Trader. And in this episode, we are discussing BS 997. In our discussion, Jonathan explains the current UK legislations around fire safety, how BS 997 can be integrated with ISO 45001, and how BS 997 can help organisations. Let's get into the chat. Hello, I'm here today with Jonathan from BM Trader, who is a product development manager from BM Trader, uh, and they are part of Element, and they are market leaders in testing, inspection, and certification services. Uh, I would like to say, though, although we are talking to a certification body, um, Ascent is independent, and they we do not recommend any particular certification body. Our topic today that we will be discussing is BS 9997, uh, which is a fire management standard, and it integrating that with ISO 45001. Uh, how are you, Jonathan, just to begin with? Fantastic. Glad to be here. Looking forward. Wonderful. Uh, so let's get straight into the first question. The first question is, what is the current UK legislation around managing fire risks? Um, currently, we have the regulatory reform fire safety order, um, which is what guides uh, the requirement for England and Wales. We do have some separate bills for Northern Ireland and Scotland, but they form a, a follow a similar kind of guise. Um, essentially, it's, it determines who is responsible um, in terms of shared areas and spaces uh, in terms of fire risk. Um, we have recently had, as part of the upskilling of the built environment, uh, the Fire Safety Act, which has made some adjustments to this, which we're still getting um, uh, additional advice from government to understand exactly what that entails, but it, it just increases the areas or the expected areas that um, uh, organisations and landlords, etc., are going to be responsible for. Okay, lots going on then. Sounds like there is a lot of going on. I mean, there is a lot of uh, interest in the market in trying to make sure that um, we aren't on the race to the bottom in our building environment. That we're looking to improve standards uh, and make sure that when we're uh, handing over buildings and then occupying them that they could be used to their the right in, intent and then they have the right quality in place but then could be easily managed going forward you'll hear a lot of things like the golden thread uh, conversations like that which is just about managing information and making this process a lot easier for uh, uh, for landlords and, and, and people owning properties fantastic so how does this new standard help organizations well it kind of leads into that last point we at the moment, there is a lot of um, technology and understanding about fire risk and fire safety and how to best uh, implement that in buildings. Um, but what we see a lot of the issues that come about is when organisations uh, maintaining and managing that on an ongoing process is quite difficult. So you end up in a position where there's a lot of prescriptive requirement when it comes to um, uh, certain fire safety measure, uh, uh, measures, especially passive ones, you know, when we're talking about like uh, compartments, uh, fire doors, those kind of things, which are just there, they're expected to do their job, but they 
there is a certain amount of uh, extra maintenance and care that needs to go with these so that in the in the case of an incident that they do what they need to do um, so having a, a standard in place that just outlines gives a framework for an organization to essentially work towards to manage these risks uh, make it so it's a very nice and simple for people to just have the right um, controls and processes in place um, makes it so much easier for an organization to mitigate the risks that mm -hmm. come with not being aware of the things that they need to do or not being aware of um, uh, the intricacies that go with it. I, I liken it a little bit to like, uh, you know, when you first get your car, you could you could easy run your car without ever replacing the oil. Uh, and only after a while do you realize there's a lot of issues in the long run. It's a very similar thing with fire safety measures in buildings is that they can be put in perfectly correctly to start off with. But unless you're there understanding what needs to be uh, maintained, um, you'll just miss the ball a little bit. So it's just giving the people, uh, giving organizations um, a heads up and giving them something that they can work with easily. I love that. Yeah, I think sometimes, you know, you get something put in place, but actually that's that maintenance and sort of the continuation of that. And I'm guessing that that's what that helps with this. Brilliant. So who is this intended for? Um, this is going to come because those people, uh, oh, sorry, those organizations, people, organizations, but people in organizations. Um, but it'll come to those um, organizations where they have uh, a lot to manage. So we can, you know, you, you start to talk about uh, buildings that tend to have a lot of compartments. So that could be residential buildings, but that could also be hospitals, that could be schools, etc. Where they have a lot of wear and tear, where they have a lot of people going in and out. So, as I've already mentioned, fire doors, etc. The the maintenance and control that goes around making sure that the fire doors are all still working and doing exactly what they need to do in case of an incident. Um, that is a little bit more work that needs to go on with that, um, especially when you you know you can be talking the doors that are in the thousands in certain properties. It's it's really kind of focused at those. Plus, in reality, you've got to think at the people who've got the highest risk. So anywhere where you have sleeping accommodation or where you have people who may not be able to escape themselves without assistance, you've really got to look at those kind of like um, organizations and buildings um, because better management for them um, reduces quite a, well, a high risk essentially to life. Fantastic. OK, thank you. Um, is it implemented alone or with other standards such as ISO 45001? Luckily, this has been written in the same uh, Annex SL process, the Plan Do Check Act cycle that most people will be experienced with uh, the ISO 9001, 14001, and 45. Um, it follows a very, if it's going to be the closest to any, it would be the 45001 standard, which focuses a lot around risk and opportunity, um, but also understanding the controls and processes and uh, emergency processes. But it's and it's still its own unique little like uh, uh, being. It's not something that everybody has experience with. Um, so uh, it does require a little bit more of a technical analysis around uh, fire safety controls, et cetera, that would mean that um, you would tend to have it maybe wrong alongside, but would almost have a separate team that manages it um, okay. with a direct focus around fire, uh, only because of the skills that are required. That makes sense. Uh, so how is BM Trader working with the standards? Um, well, for the moment, we are aiming to offer certification to people who are looking uh, um, uh, to implement a process of this and want that third party assurance that goes with it. Um, but we're also offering training. So we're one of the first, well, we are the first provider in a 
uh, a BS triple nine seven conversion course, which people will be familiar with, say, with other standards like ISO forty five thousand one. Um, which we are looking to get a, accreditation for. At the moment, we're looking at a couple of accreditation bodies because IRCA is offering a, a particular accreditation to that. Uh, alongside that, we are offering a, we other off, sorry, we offer other uh, competency schemes or certifications that complement it. So we offer like competency around uh, installation of fire products so that we can test and certify to make sure teams are working to the right standard. Um, we also do it around fire risk assessment. So again, we can certify and guide people in terms of what a good fire risk assessment looks like and who is a good fire risk assessor. Um, so there's a lot of things that we do offer as, a, as an organization around this particular area. Um, and essentially, you know, that we are kind of seeing that the, these kind of schemes are things that people are going to be looking towards because just the demand that comes in the industry. One of the risks that we have is that, you know, as I've kind of alluded to already, is that we will put everything correctly in place. Um, but the risk is once we've actually has it, that, that it's not maintained to the right standard. So we can only see more and more people looking to get some kind of third party um, certification to this to make sure that the standards are, are maintained, not just externally, but also internally. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, that just comes to the end of all our questions. Um, so unless there's anything else you'd like to add. Uh, no, it seems great. I'm just great for the opportunity to, to have a, a conversation about what is, for me, an exciting standard. <laughs> Wonderful. OK, so thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it and I hope you have a lovely day. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Check out the show description for links for more information on all topics discussed in the episode. If you enjoyed listening, please make sure you subscribe to our podcast and make sure to leave us a review. If you need any help with implementing an ISO standard or have any questions, please reach out to Ascent Risk Management to talk to one of our expert consultants today. We can be found at www.ascent1.com. We're also on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. All links can also be found in the show description.